Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by... Pinup Promotions take the anxiety out of marketing your alternative company. With seven years of marketing experience in both products and service industries, Pinup Promotions is trusted with CEO, PR, Google Analytics, events, and more. Alternative businesses are underserved and misrepresented. Allow a kinky vegan and all-around counterculture professional advocate for your business in a way that you can be inspired by. Marketing can be exciting. Let your freak flag fry. With pinup, oh, let's let your freak flag fly with pinup promotions by contacting them at marketingbypinup at gmail.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. I have not actually looked at the show notes yet, so what do we have coming up today? We have, well, we're going to be talking about spanking. Good. (laughs) And then we also have an interview with Jack Ranella, who wrote his first fiction book, his first novel. So the Dionysian Alliance, a novel of sex, religion, and murder. And good. (laughs) And I seem to recall we said last episode that we would be giving away a uh, a ticket for something. Yes, we did. So we have to do that. (laughs) So we got a few things coming up. So a few people to mention and lots to talk about. All right. Well, let's get into the spanking. Yeah? No, not yet. Um, (laughs) Right off the bat, huh? No, because first we have to tell. We have to say uh, Secret Slave, slave, which, by the way, is a good-looking male. Yeah, Secretive Slave. Secretive Slave. Mm -hmm. And Pete's Sir, who I do not, uh, and I'm able to gender identify at all. Pet's Sir. Oh, Pet's Sir. Pet's Sir, yes. And, well, because it came through on um, Fat Life, Mm -hmm. I get to see a picture, so it's a guy. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> they both sent you tentacle sleeves from Think Geek. I, yeah, and I got them like the same day, so it was really neat. So one came through by Twitter and one came through by FetLife, so, but it was for the same link. So it's like an inflatable tentacle arm. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> Very neat looking, and uh, I, all you need is about eight friends and 16 of those, and you'll Woo-hoo! have something going on there. <laughs> But this is um, actually kind of one-upped by, and you actually, I don't think this person gave you permission to use their name. I think they wanted oh. to maintain autonomous. Okay, well, we can leave, we can leave them autonomous. But <laughs> a, an autonomous <laughs> listener with anatomy sent you a, um, that wasn't funny at all, was it? That, the anatomy thing. Anyway, the autonomous <laughs> li- uh, listener sent you a story about t- the tentacle sex. Yeah. So, and it inspired was, by you. Inspired. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's <laughs> very neat. It is, and it was really neat because the the writing style was a little different, and that. But once you start reading it, it's like, oh, this is awesome. This is great writing. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. So it wasn't like tentacle sex per se maybe that'll come next but the story was really good yes i liked it and that was that was neat that you inspired a sex story (laughs) of any sort (laughs) 
Even one that was a little on the dark side. It was on the dark side. It was on the dark side. Very visual, though. So. But we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about stuff. No. Uh, Because, uh, uh, well, uh, we are all rested up from the huge Sexapalooza event here in Columbus. Oh, my God. That Uh, was... (laughs) <laughs> I was I was talking to uh, Barrick, who helped uh, bring Sexapalooza to Columbus. They went through over 1,500 waivers for the dungeon mm-hmm. immediately on the yes. first night. Yes. So that was pretty insane. And it you and was. I got to work in the dungeon a little bit on Friday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is the first time Sexapalooza's had a dungeon. So this is something that, um, it's a Canadian group mm-hmm. that does these in, in Canada. And this is the first time it's been in the States. So, and it's usually just vibrators and dildos and Velcro bondage beds and, you know, freaky stuff like that. <laughs> right. So, and um, Barrick and Sheba with Adventures in Sex- Sexuality brought in a dungeon and had uh, the demo station set up. And it was... No, I have to admit, I'm having the strange recollection that mm-hmm. I think that Dark Angel... From the Dark Side podcast has done something with the Toronto Sex Oh, I don't know. We'll have to ask him. We we will. So, but I mean, it was really neat because all the demo stations were like behind, um, uh, like a fence sort right. of thing, like a bar fence. So people would come in and they would walk through the dungeon, and you know, you could tell the ones that were interested, and you could tell the ones that were like, "What am I looking at?" Right, <laughs> but. You could go up to them and say, you know, if you have any questions, and they're like, well, what's that? And what's that? And I would go, okay, well, this is for this and this is for this, but if you want to try it, sign a waiver and come on in Mm -hmm. and we'll show you around. And I bet you at least 80% of the ones that I said that to came through. That's because you're good at recognizing kinky people. Well, yeah, so, <laughs> but it was fun. Now, some of them took a couple of tries of walking through the dungeon and right, watching before they a were willing bit to step in. before they were willing to step in. But it was amazing to have someone that, um, oh, she was terrified. She was terrified. She came through with her friend three times, right? Mm-hmm. Looked like they had just come from church. And finally got her up on the violent wand table. And you could just see her eyes light up like, whoa, Martha, <laughs> I'm liking this. <laughs> uh, for people that have not been to a sex before, um, there was about, oh, I don't know, 20 vendors of a variety of sexual things. Mm-hmm. And, and it was your... Eh, nothing that really stood out to me. You know, I mean, for us, we've seen, you know, there's a lot of right. glass dildos, a lot of vibrators. Um, some jewelry, some glitter jewelry. tattoos. Yeah. And then there was a half dozen or so burlesque and burlesque oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. type performers. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. Um, and then there was, as you mentioned, the dungeon. But it was really interesting. The thing that struck me as so interesting. When you and I were walking around checking out all the different vendors, just how bored we were mm, by jaded the, the, uh, jaded unfortunately <laughs> at this point um because I, I, we we've had the opportunity to go through many vendor markets <laughs> at this point and really we're looking for for us to be you know really ooh, wow it's got to be something it's not adam and eve right you know or adult mart mm-hmm. which it, i don't know why that strikes me as such a funny name for a <laughs> Uh, I don't know. If, if I was writing a Simpsons episode that had a dirty bookstore, I would call it Adult, Adult Mart. I don't know Mart. why. I, I don't know why that strikes me so funny. So um, let's go ahead and give away a ticket to Ooh. something. Okay. So you and I went to a contest last year, last July. Mm-hmm. Camp out. 
uh, called Trans Camp out in West yes. Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I um, was paired up with my good friend Crash, and we picked of the there's 15 flags, and if you're familiar with like uh, there's the leather pride flag, mm-hmm. and then there's the BDSM flag. There's also a lesbian pride flag. There's a rope flag. Um, there's the, uh, leather bear. Leather bear and cub. There's all these different flags out mm-hmm. there. Well, uh, we guessed, me and Crash, of the fifth, <clears throat> excuse me, we guessed of uh, the 15, or we knew more than anyone else, so we both won a ticket to next year's event. Well, you and I are unable to go. Mm-hmm. So they gave me permission to go ahead and give away a ticket for Trans So we have a totally free just got to get your way there, but you'll get in the door for free. And I mm-hmm. think food is covered as well. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is bring yourself in a tent and your whole stay, uh, four-day event, food, the whole works, the use of the pool is all covered. Yep, in West Virginia. Yep. So um, how are we going to give that ticket away? I don't know. I feel like saying the first person to tweet us. Okay. But... That depends on who listens to the show when. (laughs) True. Um, No, we'll go with that. The first person to reach out and contact us via the Twitter and say, hey, I want that ticket. It's yours. Awesome. Awesome. So what's our Twitter? What's our tweet twit? Our our tweet twit. Uh, We are at Dan and Dawn, all one long, one long word. Dan, D-A-N-A-N-D-W-A-N-D. No? There's no extra D on the end. D-A-N-A-N-D-D-A-W-N. Yes. Dan and Dawn. So you can tweet <laughs> us and get your ticket to Trans Camp Out totally free, a value of hundreds of dollars, uh, and just a fantastic event. Oh, yeah. Fantastic people. Fantastic event. It's fabulous. And um, do we, we don't have a question of the day this time around. We don't. I figured we had enough to talk about with the spanking. You just, yeah, I was going to say, you want to get into the spanking. <laughs> um well, we should probably cover the other ways to get in touch with us, too. So, would be my guess. So, and you know what? We've actually had a couple of people using the Got Comment form. I forgot to put our contact today from the Got Comment form. So, like I said, a couple of people have been using it, so that's great. Oh, yes, absolutely. You're, you're, that's very true. We were tr- just, uh, somebody just today used that Got Comment form, mm-hmm. and that uh Person, I really can't tell if they want us to use their name or not, so they won't. But a uh, somebody from St. Louis mm-hmm. who saw us present at Spanksgiving mm-hmm. and has been catching up on the podcast, and then they found out that we're on our way to beat me in St. Louis. We'll be back in St. Louis, and they said they're looking forward to seeing us. Yes. So that was very neat. So that's a great use of the Got Comment form from the Erotic Awakening mm-hmm. website. So, which is at eroticawakening.com. Are there other ways people can contact us if they wanted to? There are. So email's usually good, which is Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. And I think we can be found on Facebook. <laughs> so I've heard. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, Under Erotic Awakening. <laughs> we don't take very good care of the Facebook page, it appears. So that's okay. Now, there's also another way of finding stuff out about us, though. So, which is the new EA newsletter. So, we do have a new um, 
mail out that we do every great now and then when some information comes up. So if you want to subscribe to that newsletter, you can do that on the Erotic Awakening website. Mm -hmm. So there's a link to that on the front page. So just hit subscribe now. And sometimes you'll find out information about things coming up before anybody else do does, which is what just happened a couple of days ago. Yes, we just sent out a, uh, a newsletter with the uh, announcement about a thing. <laughs> so we just thought we'd give that out to the newsletter listen, uh, subscribers to yes. start with. And that thing, we'll, we'll talk more about that thing in the coming Weeks. thing days. <laughs> in the thing days. So awesome. So you know what? We've got some events coming up soon. We do not. We do, we do. So what, Friday... The day after this goes on the air. Yes. So we will be up in Canton, and we will be presenting for the Canton group up there. And then soon after that, we've got Lupercalia, so up in Canada. Yeah, looking forward to that one. I've never been to Alberta. Mm -mm, Me neither. Though it's going to be cold, so i got to figure out how much luggage is going to (laughs) cost. Because I'm packing warm clothes. (laughs) You go ahead and pack warm clothes. I am not leaving the hotel. Um, So let's go ahead and talk about some spanking. Are we ready to talk about spanking? I think we're ready to talk about some spanking. I got my spank on at Sexapalooza. You did get your spank on. So one of the neat things about uh, Sexapalooza was as we are in the dungeon and as we mentioned, there's all these people walking by. And uh, really what we were there was to help other people to explore some of the furniture or to explore Mm -hmm. some play if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. But while no one's in there... There's, they're just walking by, and we're looking at them, and they're looking at us. So I got to spank you quite a lot while I was waiting for people to show up. Oh, yeah. So you threw me up on the spanking bench and, and whipped up the skirt, and you were spanking me, and it was all cool. But then you would take toys to the audience. So the people walking by, you would give them a choice of four toys to spank me with. What did they always pick? Well, the, the most owie one. Yeah, the Lexan with holes was first. <laughs> So, and then I think it was the big wooden paddle. And then the little wooden paddle, they said spank her harder and you broke it. So, <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> um, so, let's talk a little bit about spanking in general. Let's okay. start from the very beginning. Okay. Um, why do people spank? Mm. Well, I was trying to, I actually had a couple of younger guys ask me that. So there's probably about a group of four of them. And I, I, well, I was almost expecting to see them holding hands because they looked terrified when they were in the dungeon. But they made it in there and they were asking me about the spanking. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's very intimate. This is a very intimate way of getting into something that's that's a little more than what you usually do. You know, you're you're already there. Her ass is already there. His ass is already there. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would be a way of introducing a little bit of sensual pain into it. A little bit of, you know, I consider it sensual, even though there's pain involved. And uh, more touch and just more mindfulness and just... To me, that's one of the main reasons. That's usually how people get started. Yeah, and it is, as you're saying, it is how most people get started, especially if they're exploring the BDSM type stuff. Mm-hmm. It is very tactile. You're right there with your partner. It's easy to control. You don't have to run out there and buy a bunch of toys. You Mm-mm. can you can have a paddle or two laying around, or you can just grab a hairbrush. I've been known to grab a shoe, <laughs> uh, ping pong paddle, or you can go down to the 
the naughty store and buy some serious paddles or you can not buy some paddles and just use your hand. You're right. It's very sensual. You're right there on with the other person. Mm-hmm. It's very tactile. It's not so far removed from the kind of stuff that you normally do. Uh, I should point out that for a purist, a spanking purist, a, a spanking is done with a hand. A paddle is used for a paddling, and they're two separate things. But uh, that's just something that if you ever get into a debate about spanking, you'll need to know. Otherwise, you can skip that shit. We cross-reference. Yes. <laughs> we use both. So, and with the bare hand spanking, though, well, I guess with both. But you can feel, with spanking, you can feel the reaction of the other person as well. So mm-hmm. you can tell if they're enjoying it or not. <laughs> oh, and absolutely. And, and they're a little more, it's easier to read the person than if you were, you know, you're three feet away swinging this big flogger mm-hmm. or something like that. Um the, the other nice thing about it is if you're going to start exploring BDSM play, is it's pretty safe, right? We talk about a, a technique, uh, I think we, we just call it the thumb over the tailbone technique. Yeah, I think we got it from Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns. I believe you're right. And um, I mean, that's really all the safety measures that you're really going to have to worry about if you're just doing a simple spanking. Now, this assumes... Uh, a couple little things. For example, we don't recommend you play drunk and stoned mm-hmm. or on certain prescribed painkillers if you don't exactly know what they're going to do to you. Um, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. One of the things we saw at some places like Sex Palooza is a lot of people drinking before they come into the dungeon. They say, oh, well, we're getting our inhibitions down. Uh, dungeon's not really a great place to be drinking, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. But again, spanking is one of those safer things that you can do. You're not likely to cause your partner any great damage that other than a sale, a sore tookish Mm -hmm. for uh, 24 hours. Um, Now, granted, we're always going to put a caveat on there. If you decide to paddle your partner with the boat oar, yeah, you might fuck them (laughs) up a little bit. But that's... Welcome to reality, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of cute, though, when you had the um, the really thin girl up on the spanking bench. So really tiny, really petite. And uh, she just looks back and she goes, that's why I should have more padding on my ass. <laughs> so, you know, it's probably more pleasurable if I have more padding. And, yeah, that, it, it comes in handy. <laughs> so what do you enjoy about spanking from the receiver's perspective? Me? I like, hmm... I like the contact. I like the hand to ass, but I like the paddle as well. But it's it's usually even when somebody's paddling me, they've still got their hand on me as well, mm-hmm. gauging my reaction. And you know, I like the pain. I I am a pain slut, and I I hate to say that anymore because people try to take that as a challenge. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the pain that's involved with it. I like the sting. I like the heat. I like the flesh on flesh contact. I like everything about it. It makes me very focused. Anything that was running through my head before the spanking is not running through my head during the spanking. Mm-hmm. I'm very, um, Oh, part of me wants to say I'm very focused on the spanking, very mindful of what's going on. But sometimes I end up very floaty, too. But whichever way I go, I'm not concentrating on the to-do list. Right, 
Right. I'm not concentrating. You know, I am in the scene. So it is just a way of bringing focus to the two people involved. And, and that's one of the things that we teach about, you know, a sensual spanking. If you're going to mm-hmm. get into a spanking is make sure that, you know, the person being spanked is in somewhat of a comfortable position so that they can let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal there, you know, it, it, I, I hate to, I don't want to use the word meditative, but it certainly allows you the opportunity to let go and just focus mm-hmm. on the pleasure of the activity. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about when, you know, we talk about how to get started on uh, a good spanking scene. And, you know, the, the key to that is to start off slow, start off light, start off mixing a lot of caressing in. Mm-hmm. Um, be gentle in your start. Don't start off wailing right off the bat. The, oh, no. the person receiving the spanking needs a little bit of time to warm up. And um, Spanking cold skin is... Ow, yes. ow, ow, not good, <laughs> not pleasure. Rub it, bring some warmth, you know, to the surface of the skin before before you get started. Start slow, like I said, especially for sensual spanking. Yeah, and, you know, caressing is a word that I would remind people to keep the idea of caressing and mix that in with the initial spanking. And um, Pay attention to your partner. And, you know, we, we deal with a lot of people who have this initial hump to get over of uh, especially in a situation where it's a a male top with a female bottom where they're like well i've always been taught never strike a woman mm-hmm. and how do i know if she really likes this <laughs> so if you're being spanked um whether you're a male or female and regardless of what gender your top is uh, you know don't be afraid to give them some feedback you know you'll you don't have no clue how far a mm, baby Thank you, baby. Oh, that feels nice, baby. Mm-hmm. We'll go for you. Um, so starting off slow and then gently bring up your level of intensity. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about spanking is if you're the top, the person doing the spanking, is your, you'll feel the sting in your hand as well. So right. you'll know what's going on with them to some extent uh, from that perspective. And, and pay attention to their reactions because some of us have spots on our ass that we like more than others. Mm-hmm. So there's something at the, something, there's a spot at the top of the thighs that's right at the top of the thighs and, and the curve of the butt cheek that they call the sweet spot. And a lot of people love to have that spot spanked. I'm not usually one of those. So I like higher up on my ass where I'm fleshier, Mm -hmm. not up towards the kidneys, but well, if I bend over, you'll be able to see where I'm fleshiest at. (laughs) That's that's where I like to be spanked. And, um, you know, make sure don't concentrate on one spot. You know? Yeah, and that's that's one I was just thinking about is, you know, feel free to roam around some don't, but don't Mm -hmm. keep hitting that same cheek, that same spot on the cheek over and over again, move around, um, you know, and, and sometimes that can be a little difficult to do. I mean, I've topped a little bit with spanking, and what I find is because I'm right-handed, it's easier to hit the same cheek hmm. over and over again. So I have to pay attention to actually move my body around so that my hand is hitting different spots. So mm-hmm. I've tried it left-handed. It's not too impactful. So it's usually rub with the left, spank with the right. <laughs> Another thing you might want to try is, you know, when we think about spanking, we pretty much think, oh, I got my hand open and uh, fingers together. But allow, try different um, 
open your hand up right? or don't hit with all of your hand. Lean a little bit towards your fingertips more, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more with the heel of the hand and try different things like that. V- variety up, variety <laughs> up, huh? Variety Mix up. it up. That's Mix what it up. I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Um, <laughs> you know, so, open hand or let your fingers open up or cupping your hand slightly. You'll find that those all end up giving a different sensation mm-hmm. to the person that you're spanking. And by mixing that in, um, it helps them take that little mental or disconnection journey from their brain mm-hmm. and um, can be very pleasurable for both of you. Yep. Strike up, strike down, strike across. So, I mean, you can do different hand swipes with the spanking so that are just hmm, delicious. <laughs> uh, one of the things that people often find useful as well is to just having pick that right music to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. A lot of people don't realize how much this can set the tone of what you're doing. If I'm, if I've got Enya going in the background, then it's going to be mm. a softer, sensual kind of scene than if I have Nine Inch Nails in the background or drum you know? sex. Or mm. there's a Brett Miller, I think, is the artist has an album called Drum Sex that we've been relying on lately. Yum. Um, so set the tone that way as well. And if you really want to get deep into it. You know, set the tone with some lighting, uh, maybe a particular incense, and really get the whole tone of the whole room going and bring some attention to the to the, the entire scene. You know, we talk about when we play, it's a scene. Well, make it a scene. You know, bring attention to all the senses before you go after spanking that butt. We, we have red lights and a leather-scented candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> So, and then awesome music and, you know, because we sleep in our bedroom and our bedroom is where the spanking bench is. So to, to shift the mood a little bit and, and let our bodies and minds know that it's playtime. So it's nice to, to let the senses know something different's going on. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, spanking is still one of my favorites. I love a lot of different play, but spanking is still one of my favorites. It's quick. It's easy. No toys needed, you know. Now, I will say that I, I will uh, happily mix in some toys. We'll mix in mm-hmm. some paddles into our spanking. Mm-hmm. The, the big change here is that you're losing a little bit of your um, tactile feedback with your partner when you switch to a paddle. And that's okay. Dawn's ass outlands my, outlasts <laughs> my hand. So I will happily switch to some paddles. Some of the paddles that we have are very nice paddles that come from uh local vendors or vendors that we've met at different events Mm -hmm. or from the kinky shop around town uh leather straps nice change of pace wooden paddles uh paddles with holes you tell me are completely different feeling than paddles that don't have holes in them yes paddles with holes allow the air to go through faster so there's not as much resistance Mm -hmm. which means they they strike harder and Mm -hmm. faster so they're usually a little stingier too because of those little holes. <laughs> so those are at the. You start out if you start out with the bunny fur at one end and the the Lexan with holes at the other. So <laughs> it's usually the the, the timeline. And uh, Lexan is another toy. Uh, Lexan paddles, and of course we have a metal paddle as well that we got from IKEA of all places. Mm-hmm. Um, Whenever you switch into a paddle, go back to the beginning and go back to soft and caressing with the Mm -hmm. paddle and slowly build that back up. 
the difference, I mean, it, really interesting. We have a Lexan paddle that probably, um, you know, it's this big honking thing as long as my arm. And then we have this little metal IKEA spatula-like paddle that's maybe 12 inches long and 2 inches wide. And um, one is not better than the other. One is simply different from the other. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't assume that the little one you can start wailing off really hard and only the big one takes a lot of warm-up. Now, one of our little vicious ones is that little wooden one, that little lacquered mm-hmm. wooden one. It's only like six inches long. So that can be vicious. So when it comes to wooden paddles, um, again, you know, pay attention with your partner. See what they like. Some people like stingy. Some people like thuddy. With wood, you have to look at whether it's been lacquered or not and what kind of lacquered. Is it painted? Is it natural? Is it thin? Is it heavy? Is it pine? Is it oak? Is it? There's just so many in-betweens that, you know, what one person likes, another person might not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and some of us bottoms, what we like one day isn't necessarily what we like the next. So That's very true. You know, if, if you pay attention, you can, you can really see what your partner likes. The uh, another interesting thing that that comes to mind is um, thinking about uh, when you're mixing in paddles and the, to mix in softer sensual things as well. So we've gone from our hand, we mix in some paddles. I happen to have a little bunny fur glove that I mm-hmm. like to mix in there, um, and other softer sensual things. Uh, just gives it a nice opportunity for now that you've gotten the the ass that you've been spanking all awake and alive and uh, paying attention so to speak mixing in some of that softer fabrics things like that can give you a really nice sensation as well before you go back to the heavy leather paddle indeed the um and you know we so we we've, as i mentioned we bought some of our toys from the local kink vendors and all that mm-hmm. Some of our favorite toys, I think, come from places like Home Depot and Walmart as well. <laughs> uh, we have a particular ping pong paddle that we use quite often. It has stood the test of time. It yes. is one of the originals from like 12 years ago. <laughs> uh, we have a hairbrush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell you, one of the really popular ones that we come across are paint sticks. And yeah. paint sticks are just these little sticks you get from... Uh, Lowe's or wherever. Yeah, whatever hardware store where you buy a gallon of paint. You stick it in the paint, you stir the paint, right? And those end up being very popular for the, in the spanking circuit. I've been to a lot of events where they give them out in your, uh, your goodie bag when you first get there. Mm-hmm. So, awesome stuff. Now, of course, you can... Um, well, you can spank other places as well, right? You can, I was thinking about that. <laughs> you, can, you can spank breast... Mm-hmm. Nothing says you can't do that. Um, of course, now you want to bring down the intensity a, a little bit. Yeah. And if you're going to spank on the nipples directly, then you're going to bring down the intensity even more. Do you even like being having your nipples spanked? I do. I do. Just not, not well, it depends what kind of scene it is. If we're talking sensual spanking, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking down and dirty, yes. <laughs> So I guess the answer is yes. Yeah. Either way, that answer sounds like it is. Yes. It is. So, but I, yeah, you absolutely have to pay attention to the intensity that you use with nipples. I mean, they are more tender on most people, mm-hmm. and different um, different areas of the breast have different tenderness. So, like the upper breast, probably a little tougher than like underneath the breast. Mm-hmm. So, like if you lift up the breast and spank underneath 
there underneath the nipple, it, that's more tender. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's nice to know these things and use them to your advantage. And <laughs> again, the, the key here is, as we've said before, a lot of this is just being patient. Start mm-hmm. all the way soft and build your way back in. And that can actually be a lot of fun to do anyway. If you start off with spanking and you start off really slight uh, spanking someone's ass with your hand and you build up and then you go to a paddle and start at the beginning and build back up and then you switch to breast um, either on a boy or a girl and you start softly and build back up. Um, as we mentioned, being spanked directly on the nipples. Now you're now you're dealing a little bit more. Now you have a little more opportunity to do some damage to the person you're playing with. Now you're thinking, well, you know, this might be a little more advanced. I might want to research this a little bit more before I go spanking nipples. Mm-hmm. Same with if you were to start spanking someone's pussy. Now, again, you... Or cock. <laughs> well, we'll get to the cock in a moment. You like having the pussy spanked. I do. Uh, but, of course, the having a, a, where your clit is spanked, again, this mm-hmm. becomes a very light two-finger job versus a full hand job. Um, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't let a, um, a stranger play with me like that. It would mm-hmm. have to be somebody that knows me that I trust. Because the first time I was ever spanked on the clit, I thought they broke it. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of nerve bundles yeah. there. So, you know, and, and it went numb for a little bit. So, take care of the clit. That's our favorite yes. toy. Yes. <laughs> numb clit is not something no. uh, you want to be known as. So, um, But I like the way you do it. And then, you know... <laughs> When we talk about, and I, to be honest, I, I don't have a lot to talk about when it comes to spanking cock and balls because I've never done it, nor have I had mine spanked, and that's just the way it is. I don't, have you ever spanked a cock or a ball stone? I have not. <laughs> so we will leave that uh, discussion for smarter or more experienced people yeah. on that one. Just to, I was getting ready to say, but if there's any volunteers, and then I'm like, no, I'm still <laughs> not. <laughs> so we maybe certainly I'll know watch our, our share of people who could teach us about Absolutely. that. As a matter of fact, if you go way back into the archives of this podcast i'm going to guess episode six seven eight we have an interview with uh lolita, lolita Wolf, right who did a uh, we did an episode with an interview in her with her in chicago where she did a a cbt interview for us mm-hmm. so i'm still recovering from that <laughs> uh, so now another way to learn a person um how they're dealing with the pain mm-hmm. is to do a pain count yeah I love to do this, um, to mention this to people because, um, sometimes people, some, sometimes the bottoms aren't that vocal. They're, they're just not used to being vocal, but if you give them the job of, um, telling you what the pain count is like, that will give you an idea of where you're at. So let's say, um, the pain count is one to 10, mm-hmm. right? So one would be, I barely feel this is that a mosquito touching me, you know, or something like that. And 10 is they're going to mule kick you out the window. (laughs) You know, for me, I like, I like anything between probably five and eight. Sometimes I've gone a little harder than that. So, Mm -hmm. but that's usually my goal. And so you have to figure out what the numbers mean to you and, you know, maybe strive for a six or seven with the person when it comes to a sensual spanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really interesting. Uh, somebody told us, uh, somebody told me at least at Sexapalooza that they have certain words that they're trying to come up with for mm-hmm. this. So another simple thing we could do, and we, we talk about it on occasion, is that the, the most common level of safe words 
maybe the pain counts a little bit too much for you, but mm -hmm. simply having a, a safe word of green, yellow, red, where yellow is, hey, I, I'm enjoying this, but you, this is becoming too intense, so let's back it down a little bit. And a, a red being, hey, this is just not working for me, what you're doing right now, switch to something else. Uh, green, of course, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. uh, although I've never been in a scene where someone yelled, oh, green, green, baby, I know, green. I know. So, though you have to agree on what the yellows and the reds mean, because for some people, red means completely stop. Right. I'm done. So, you know, yellows check in and red is stop. Right. So, you know, just, just agree on your vocabulary and go with it. <laughs> um, and then after your scene's over, right? What are you going to do after you get done? Well, depending on what your relationship is, a good fucking might be in order. Mm. Or your scene, and a lot of people, it's just about the spanking. It starts and ends with the spanking. And that's a perfectly okay. Negotiate that beforehand, I suppose, is a good idea. Yes. But after the spanking, it's nice to... Um, some people will uh, advise that you ice that tush. Mm -hmm. You know, you take a nice little bag, fill it with ice and rub it on the ass. That's nice for some people. Uh, other people prefer moisturizer, um, and other people say, "Look, just just hang out with me for a little bit. Just, just cuddle with a, me." I just had a vision of tongue. Tongue could tongue work would as well. Be really nice. Um, and you know, we talk a little bit. Just spend some time with that person that you just just got done spanking. Whether you rub that tush a little bit, um, or just. Whatever level of intimacy you may allow them or they may allow you and cuddle with them for a little bit. Give them a chance to catch their breath. You catch your breath. Um, and, and we've talked more on the podcast at other points about aftercare as mm -hmm. well. But it's, it's considered not only a good thing to do in many circles from a courtesy perspective, but also from a letting each other find your balance again. The idea of just hanging out with the person you just played with for 10, 15 minutes as you all catch your breath. Right. Uh, we, we know some people who don't subscribe to aftercare. They mm -hmm. say it's unnecessary, both tops and bottoms. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure you know what you want and what you need and make sure you negotiate that in there. So, you know, and some of the people I'm thinking of that don't need the aftercare, there's actually things called spanking parties. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see a lot of aftercare. Mm, I haven't been to one in a couple of years, though. So, but what I remember is, is you don't see a lot of aftercare. It's more about the fun of spanking. So you kind of go from person to person and play games and sure. see what you can do to be spanked. I mean, it's all about the fetish of spanking. So, you know, spanking covers a, a lot of realms, actually. So you've got the fetish of spanking. You've got the intimacy of spanking. What we covered was sensual spanking. You've also got punishment spanking, mm -hmm. you know? The, and in punishment spanking, hardly any of what we just said comes into play. <laughs> there right. is no warm-up. <laughs> totally different spanking realm. You know, totally. <laughs> hey, one other thing I want to mention about spanking before we leave it, though, is that a lot of people, when you're new to the scene, you might walk around and you might see people uh, doing the Florentine flogging mm -hmm. where they've got two floggers at once or doing bull whips or doing these intricate rope work and all that kind of stuff um and you go oh boy i'm never going to learn how to do all this crazy stuff or i'll never be as good as these other people at all this crazy stuff mm -hmm. so uh, spanking is a wonderful way to get started it's oh, yeah. fairly easy to master because the, there's a trick to it that most people simply don't realize and it's simply being present mm -hmm. and connected to the person that you're spanking it's really that simple to become a master spanker um, to understand a few simple rules, don't smack the same spot over and over again, don't start off too fast, 
But really, it's about being present, being connected to that person. And I tell you, you go to any play party in the world you want to go to, and somebody want to be spanked. Spanking Absolutely. is still very popular. It's still a very, you know, it's a um, respected and well-known way to, mm-hmm. uh, to play. And that's a great way to start, in my opinion. I know. Well, absolutely. And I know I've been bought in um, a couple of Dom Sub auctions. And usually if it's somebody that I don't know and I'm negotiating with them, spanking's the way I'll go. So it's less risky and it's intimate and, you know, it's all good. Well, there you go. (laughs) So there is Dan and Dawn's 10-minute guide to spanking. I think it was a little more than 10 minutes. I think it was too. So, Don, as listeners of the podcast know, we were doing kind of the fanboy thing not too long ago. We came back from our first book signing. We did. And we yeah. got to sit next to Jack Ranella, mm-hmm. who uh, podcast listeners will, might remember from the keynote that we played uh, many months ago. Yes. And we have a couple of Jack's books, and Partners and Powers and Master's Manual, and, and the much, I wish it was paid more attention to, the Dictionary of Scene Friendly Terms. Uh, of course, then what would people do on FetLife if everyone agreed <laughs> that something meant something? But um, Jack's joined us tonight. He's going to talk to us tonight about uh, his new book, which, Jack, this is not a leather lifestyle book per se, but this is your first stab at fiction. Is that right? That is, co- well, if you don't uh, count the short stories I wrote a long time ago, that's correct. This is my first novel. My first novel. Well, there you go. Nice. So. And um, I want to say that I really enjoyed reading this one. So, you know, what made you go towards the novel route? Because it, it's, um, as a giveaway, there's not a lot of leather in it. There's definitely uh, some playtime in there, but it's not like it's the master's manual or something. So what made you go with uh, trying to do a novel? Uh, basically because it gave me a freedom to say things that I probably couldn't just say off the cuff around the world uh, without, you know, without being dogmatic. Mm-hmm. So, so, so when people tell me, like, you know, well, do you really believe all that stuff? I can say, it's fiction. It's fiction. True, true. So, I'm, so, this so is... I'm off the hook. I'm off the hook. <laughs> so this is the Dionysian Alliance, a novel of sex, religion, and murder by Jack Ranella. So, yeah, yeah. and it was... Well, you say it's fiction and it gets you off the hook a little bit, but I'm reading some of this stuff and it's like, oh, Jack gets it. I mean, there's um, there's some really deep sacred sexuality stuff in here. Or as Dawn said to me while she was reading it, she says, Jack gets the woo-woo. <laughs> Which is how many people refer to the sacred sexuality. And, and I guess that's kind of a, is that kind of a theme in the book then? How much of it is sex? Let's go there. Um, it's all about sex, (laughs) but it's all about sex when you understand that sex and spirituality are intimately connected and cannot be separated. Mm -hmm. And that every act of sex is an act of worship. Yes. And that's how it comes across as well. And it's, you know... The, the story is about, um, you know... The, well, tell, you tell okay. us, Jack. Tell, <laughs> tell us a little about the story about the book itself. Well, it turns out that this guy, Ben, is helping his mother move out of the house she lived in and he grew up in, in, the, in Ohio, to retire to, 
to Florida and he discovers um, a theology book of some sort that his great uncle Jonathan gave him a long time ago when he was in high school. And he says, well, you know, whatever happened to Uncle Jonathan? He brings the book home with a whole box that it's in. And when he opens the box and unloads the book and look at it, he finds all these letters at the bottom of the box from his Uncle Jonathan to his mother and to other people. And he says, whatever happened to that guy? Because he hasn't heard from him like in 20 years or something. And he decides to go looking. And what he, what he finds out after reading the letters and doing some research is that his uncle, his mother's uncle Jonathan, great uncle Jonathan, was a monk. He knew that, of course, but he never knew that he was a pagan monk. <laughs> and uh, and he, so he gets involved in trying to figure out what's going on here and discovers that his mother is a pagan and that his family has pagan associations and that not only is a pagan, but they are weirdly and wildly sexual. Um, and he begins, he gets involved, he gets interested in it, of course. What what horny 40-year-old man wouldn't? <laughs> and, um, um, and, and, what, and in discovering all of this, he says to a man who, named Thomas, who he's met, how can I learn about more? And Thomas says, well, you can go, you can go over here and go to this um, book study that we have in Chicago where he lives. And so he plans on going to the book study. And as he gets to the book study, the, the house where the, study, where the book club is, um, is, is covered with policemen. And it just turns out that the woman who invited him was murdered that day. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. Yep. So, and it's, it's great. There's, it's very rarely that I don't put a book down. And this one had enough in it um, you know, I've got the, the spiritual background and stuff and the, the sexuality background and all like this. And what I found was is that there was a lot of stuff in there that's, that speaks to people that are aware of this. And then there's a lot of info in there that's great for beginners as well. So they won't even realize they're picking up on all of this stuff. So lots of sex, lots of... But you didn't... Oh, see, I don't want to give away too much stuff either because, <laughs> I mean, the, the sex scenes were great, but they weren't, uh, it didn't turn the book into a porn book. Well, uh, it was just, that, was a, that was intentional. I, I, I did not want to write pornography. Right. Because that would get me nowhere. Oh, this is just smut, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that would get me anywhere. I, I really wanted to uh, let people see, you know, that uh, there's more to what they're doing than what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But then what they think they're doing, I should say. Yeah, it had a very sensual very sensual feel to it. So, you know, and of course there's the mystery in there and the, you know, going to look for his, for his great uncle Jonathan. And what part was harder to write for you, Jack? The part about the, the religion or about the murder? Uh, nothing was hard to write. Awesome. I didn't write the book. The truth of the matter is, I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I didn't write the book. <laughs> the book wrote itself. Okay. Nice. I, when I started writing, I mean, this is a book that I was just going to write about Uncle Jonathan's monastery. Mm-hmm. A very boring mon- a very boring book about Uncle Jonathan's monastery. And all of a sudden, it got, it, it started, I didn't write it. Um, I, I'm sorry to say, I'm not sorry to say, honestly, I have to say, I took dictation. Hmm. 
Nice. That, that uh, it was like one once I hit yeah. my stride. Okay. Once I hit my stride, it, it, it was like, okay, okay, Jack, write this now. This is what comes next. Okay, mm. that's all right. And and, uh, and it's really interesting because, like, I was halfway through the book writing it, and I still didn't know who committed the murder. <laughs> 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 Which is funny to say, but it was true. Oh, is that, and I, I, but but it, just have, I did find out who did it when I finished the book. So if you read the book, you'll find out who committed the murder. Yes, well. you will. <laughs> yes, I, I will. Uh, I will avow uh, to that. You will find out who does the murder. So, but it's just neat how all that stuff was wrapped in together. And, you know, I guess it's kind of got that feel to it that um, the book wrote itself. So sort of thing. It's, it's definitely got that in there. Was it, was it scary for you when, when it came time to publish then? I mean, you are clearly not known in our little community as the fiction writer. Um, you're known for the opposite. The, if you want to know the way it really was and whether you like it or not, and I'm even going to, you know, I know you did this rant about the old guard, but if people, you say, oh, if you want to know the way it is, go talk to Jack Ranella. So was it scary for you to branch out into, into uh, a new, new dynamic? No, not at all. I, I really, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed it a great deal. Um, was it, no, that wasn't scary. And then the interesting thing is, you know, I mean, the book is self-published. And, and, and these days, it is just so incredibly easy to become self-published, for better or for worse, of course. Mm -hmm. it means, yeah, it means, of course, all sorts of lousy authors can be self-published, uh, including me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, no, no, it wasn't, that part wasn't scary. Um, Good. It, 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 quite frankly, it was just like something I had to get out of my system. Did it, it, end it, up, did it end up turning into fun? Oh my God! Yes, I, I, I could. I, you know, I, 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 I couldn't wait to write another chapter to find out who did it <laughs> and, and what was coming next. I mean, I, you know, you guys, you laugh, but it, but it worked that yeah. way. You know, I mean, I, I, I'd, um, I'd get so far, mm -hmm. and, and and I'd finish writing for the day, and and da, 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 you know, and I do my stuff and have my life and dinner and go to bed. And next morning I wake up with the next chapter in my head. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it really was. And that, and that's, uh, um, that, that's what the, uh, our, the ancients, you know, the Greeks and Romans called mm -hmm. the muses, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, that we can be inspired. And, and, um, I was, I was, it, it was like, uh, now this is between you and me, so don't tell him when I said this. Okay. But um, it's like Dionysius wanted me to tell everybody about him. Ooh. Oh, I know, I know. That's <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm a little crazy, but uh, hey. I like uh, that though. I, I'm, I'm crazy, but I have fun, so that that counts. And we won't tell anybody. <laughs> no one will know this. <laughs> so, so do you have any more in the works? Do you think you uh, have well, any more fiction? Well, there's a sequel. Ooh. Yeah. Is there? Of course. Who's it about? <laughs> it's got to be about Cynthia, the priestess. Uh, she's in it, of course, yes. Okay. Awesome. Yay. And, and in fact, one of the things I should really do in my net, just, uh, you know, just equal time here. One of the things I realized about the first book uh, is that there's 
not a whole lot of le lesbian sex. So um, we're going to have to add some more of that in there. Ooh. So now, though, you did cover a lot of sex between all the genders. Oh, I do. So. No, no, I mean, I, I'm an equal opportunity fucker. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was hot. As, as, as Dan, as, you know, you, you notice, did you notice that? Dan laughs nervously. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I am currently, uh, I like to say that I am... Um, uh, I si simply have not met a, fan a man I find attractive enough to complicate my life in that direction. Yes. Oh God! Oh yes. God! What? What did I do wrong? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Let's let's look back to the novel. I'm like, liking, I'm liking the wait, new novel that we're writing now. This this could wait, be a book too. We we uh we uh yeah but you know yeah but we do want to sell books. Well, sure, absolutely. And, and how's it been but, received so far? Uh, uh, slowly. Okay. Slowly, you know. So, you know, you don't, you don't have a big, you don't have a big marketing group behind you, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, just you and, um, but I've begun soliciting, uh, finally, uh, I got my act together, I've begun soliciting reviews and, and a good number of people have, have wanted to review it. So I'm looking forward to, and you can read this, uh, three reviews on amazon.com right now even. So, and I got... Two of the viewers gave me four out of five stars, and one gave me five stars. So, nice. uh, so we're getting there. You know? I would, I, I would absolutely give you five stars out of this, and I would absolutely recommend it to other people. So, and it, it, it what was kind of neat though is that being from Ohio and traveling to Chicago, <laughs> and you know, so here it's taking place kind of in, you know, in Cincy and Chicago, and you're talking about a temple in Chicago. Well, we know of temples in Chicago, and really, you know, and just, what uh, kind of temple? Um, actually, sacred sexuality temples. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. We'll have to we'll have to get so up with you about maybe that. You, maybe you should show me around or something. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and then it's talking about the the back roads of West Virginia and you know stuff like uh, this. So it just kind of strikes home a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of neat. Very neat. So. So, Jack, the the book is the Dionysian Alliance. It's a novel of sex, religion, and murder. It's your, uh, your first fiction book, and there's a sequel in the works, you say? Well, how can I go get a copy? Uh, the easiest way is go to Amazon.com and put in uh, Dionysian Alliance or Jack Ranella. Either one will get you there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can buy it in print or in a Kindle version. So you can read it. And the Kindle version is nice, of course, because that way you can read it at work and no one knows what you're reading. Exactly. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. Good deal. Thank you, Jack, very much. Very much appreciate your time today. And uh, um, Dawn certainly is going to try, says she has some new things to try on me in the book. And I hope it's not the religion <laughs> or the murder. I hope that's not the part. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you much, Jack. Bye bye.